what has been your experience in data breaches yeah that's why i'm smiling since you just mentioned it <laughs> um i i love it and uh, there is one uh, very simple reason for loving it when you have the problem uh, at your table this is when you are fully dedicated to it this is when you trust it's happening this is when you actually have your full attention on it and um, this is let's say the time when i take some um how to say that um i'm on a vacation let's say mm -hmm. from explaining to people that privacy matters that it's important mm -hmm. that they have to comply because they have to comply this is when everyone is super uh, interested in what will happen next, what they have to do. This is when they all get dedicated to it. This is when mm -hmm. they all know it's important. So it can be absolutely hands-on the topic itself. Um, and that's why I really enjoy that part of, uh, of my work. Of course, it's something bad to happen to a company, but as you just mentioned, it's uh, inevitable. It's just a matter of time when it's going to happen, not about uh is it going to happen it will so i i really like the um the concentration the focus they have on it uh the discipline that i see uh, at that time i really like how people get organized and how they are willing to not let it happen again because uh, whenever we are doing our privacy trainings explaining to them that hypothetically it might happen that you are in a situation of a data breach having the 72 hour assessing everything etc 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 they don't feel they owe this problem they, they own this problem and uh, during data breach uh, this this changes tremendously so this is why i love it uh, i'm i'm super happy to see the practical aspect of what we have done of what we have built uh where it cracked uh why uh what we can do better and to see all this energy concentrated and uh, be given from uh, from anyone in the process so yeah i really do love that intense moment what i really enjoy is uh, in data breaches when somebody says we are data breach ready so i tell them let's do a simulation or what we call a tabletop exercise so we will between a core group of people, we will plan a breach or breach-like situation. And we will not tell anyone. And we will see what happens in the company. It's same like the phishing emails, which we get on a regular basis. And then we say, hey, let's try it. And when we try it, when we do it, more often than not, what will happen is there will be new surprises. Like most people don't know there's a process. Most people don't understand this is a breach. Most people don't know what to do in a situation. It's always fascinating. First, the phase of saying it's not important, then saying let's put a process, and then saying it's done. And then finally, when you test it out, you realize that it's important. And I've done uh, quite a few of these exercises, and it's always fascinating how much you learn or how much the organization learns from a simulated incident or simulated breach and how much the management learns about the readiness aspect of the organization. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with what you say. And uh, uh, speaking about simulations, I would also say that uh, we recently had a simulation uh, with one of my um, clients. And uh, the, the most interesting uh, aspect of uh, our findings was that actually they, they were not prepared to, 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 to take decisions. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the the owners of, of risks they they didn't actually realize what does it mean to be an owner of such a risk what types of decision they will have to make uh, in a certain situation so actually uh, it turned out that in terms of process it was it was pretty good uh, setting but at the same time uh, we need to work with those people to bring the topic closer to them and to show them better what the translation of those things in the boxes mean for them in in actual um, situation so it was super absolutely. super interesting absolutely and i think one of the things i also realize is typically when we are done with the project or say the consultancy engagement they will say okay it's done and you usually tell them that if you need dpo as a service privacy as a service fractional privacy officer whatever you need essentially saying we that is whether it's you or me or whosoever it is we tell them that hey we are available and if you want to subscribe to this as a service you need to keep us on your on your say retainer or a fixed number of hours a month or a week and typically the answer is no i think we are done we are good and then few months later something goes wrong and then they call us and then you know usually it takes much more time because there has been some gap we don't know the situation and we've not maintained some of the artifacts or documents which we would normally have done as privacy as a service or rep like the eu representative or dpo as a service and then the effort to recover back and to advise and to understand what do they need is far more than it would have been when it's on a continuous basis and you have something because not every company needs privacy professional in-house but every company does need just like you have an accountant and you go to him on a quarterly or her you know on a quarterly basis and submit your invoices that's the same thing with privacy you need to keep someone on your say list of experts to consult and to keep them on an ongoing basis in touch with what's happening in your company but that, that's again something which goes into my other question which i wanted to ask is you know, businesses are busy with their business. That's why they exist. And then comes privacy on top. And then come people like us who have to explain privacy. And uh, it's not easy because if we start talking about the rights, the data breaches and everything, they don't care. And if we scare them with the fines and all, that doesn't help either. So the truth is somewhere in the middle, wherein you talk about the business benefits, you talk about privacy in their language and help them understand the importance, the relevance of privacy and the related actions. But in your experience, when you've been working with clients, how and what have been your some of the stories or uh, the philosophy with which you are talking to them and explaining privacy in a business understandable language, if I may say? 
Yeah, I see your point, and uh, yeah, that that's a very very important topic, I believe, because if uh, if we don't um, make this bridge, let's say between the way they talk and uh, the way we talk, uh, we cannot uh, do much together. So I really believe that it's our job to to bring them to the topic, not just to say, well, I'm the expert; they should be listening to what I say, and that's it. Uh, we, we we should we should work really uh, a lot on that, making them understand uh, our, our our grounds. So in that in that field, I would say because uh, I have uh, a background as economist, and um, I think that uh, using their usual tools, their usual business tools, like the maturity model, as I mentioned in the beginning, like Racy Matrix. Uh, tools like that instruments uh, that they know that they apply in their um, daily daily practice in business this is the first step to talk their way not to not to give them the legal language oh you should do that you should do that it's it's not the way they understand if you put in place some of the tools that they are uh, usually uh, using and try to translate through those tools to them they feel more confident they they really understand what you're telling them they feel more comfortable they know the language that you're using at this moment and they feel that there is a bridge between them and you because usually they would uh, tend to think that you're coming from another planet so uh, it's it's really uh, at least so far it has helped me a lot to do that the second thing is to make it um, more entertaining let's say in the conversation itself not to be fixed on the fact that oh they brought me as a consultant i should be super serious looking strong etc no you should be super friendly and actually break ties with those people i i tend to introduce some privacy mascots let's say uh, mm -hmm. for example i'm telling them about uh, the chameleon representing actually uh, what personal data is the definition because it's contextual and um, the fact that this animal changes its color based on context it's something that they could easily remember and this is how they connect better to to, to the topic uh, so we, we should put a lot of effort on it to to translate what we have to tell them not just to demand them to to listen to us and to understand us themselves and uh, finally uh, uh, the, the third thing that uh, that I do is to wear a funny scarf with cats or, or whatever kind of animals, foxes, uh, whatever you could think of. But it really does help because people uh, tend to, to get more relaxed. The topic itself seems super hard uh, to understand. And to get and uh, when when you see someone that uh, is approaching you in a in a more funny way in a, in a more occasional way uh, casual way then it, it it really helps them to to get their mindset ready to 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 get new information and that it will be understandable to them. So mm -hmm. this is this is what this is these are my tricks, <laughs> but um, hopefully uh, they really help. Fit for Privacy helps you to create a culture of privacy and manage risks by creating, defining, and implementing a privacy strategy that includes delivering scenario-based training for your staff. We also help those who are looking to get certified in CIPPE, 
CIPM, and CIPT through on-demand courses that help you prepare and practice for certification exam. Want to know more? Visit www.fitforprivacy.com. That's www.fit, the number four, privacy.com.